Welcome to the Ballsy Broadcast. I'm your host, Renee Sager. I help career-driven women, go-getters, and you self-proclaimed type A control freaks that I love, who've outgrown who they used to be, get clear on who they are and what they want now in their life and business. Each week, I will bring you the insights and individuals that will challenge your old ideas of who you think you should be, a dose of reality to get you out of overwhelm and into action, and ultimately move you into a bolder and ballsier version of yourself. If you are someone that appreciates raw and real conversation that actually moves the needle in your life and business, you found the right spot. All right, my friends, I'm trying something a little new. We're going to see how this goes. I'm actually recording with video on Zoom as well to see if I can add some of, I mean, I don't know. I've thought about a YouTube channel because some people like to watch. I've thought about using this for reels and content on social media. Um, I don't really like looking at myself when I'm recording. In fact, in a lot of my courses in Hungry Broads, um, I think I may have some video, like actual video where you can see me, but 90% of it is audio because when I think I like to not look at the camera <laughs> and I just, I do weird things and sometimes I stop and I have to think about what I really wanted to say. So I don't know. We're just going to see how this flows, how this goes. Hopefully I can upload it and everything is, is okay. This is my first time, but, um, you're also going to just see, uh, more behind the scenes of me drinking my foamy coffee. And um, I actually took a shower this morning. The bebe is asleep, which took forever. Last night, he was rocking out at 10 p.m. Like I rolled over to look at him and his little beady eyes were bright and wide open, which is a nightmare at 10 p.m. Uh, but that happened. Uh, but he fell asleep and I got the little monitor here. So we're going to just see how this all goes. And this is a little bit on the topic today. If you're not a mom, I know a lot of my listeners aren't new moms. Um, some of you never want to be a mom. Some of you were mom, like new moms 20, 30 years ago. Uh, some of you are thinking about being a mom, whatever. I know that there it, it runs the whole spectrum of my listeners. Um, and so I want to share a little bit about what this podcast is about relating to being a mom, but also how it can just relate to you and your life mom or not. It's comes down to just like being a human. So it's like, do you need, do you need to blow up your whole life? Are you actually the worst? Are you actually the worst? Or do you just need a little bit of a break? So the transition um, into being a mom from not has been cool. It's been pretty good. Um, I, you know, people will ask me, how do you like it? How's it going? And it's not as bad as I thought. So I thought the lack of sleep was going to be horrible because I'm like, my sleep takes priority over everything. <laughs> and I was, I was really genuinely concerned about that because when I'm not getting enough sleep and I'm talking like eight hours, eight to nine, not six. I'm not okay on six. I do not operate on six very well. Uh, I'm talking eight to nine. And, you know, when that does, when I don't get that, everything just, it is the domino. Um, so I was, I was really concerned about that, but it's not been that terrible. I mean, last night was 
one of the worst nights that we've had. I've had David kind of sleep through most of it, uh, which I want him to. Uh, but yeah, it's not, it's not been as bad as I thought. And it's been fun. He's like hitting new milestones and doing new cool things and smiling a lot and getting some actual laughs out and his little fat face and thighs are so adorable. And it's, it's great. It's not as bad as I thought. And (laughs) there is a learning curve. You know what I think? So he's now five months. And when I got Penny, the first, I don't know, like day or two, whatever. I was infatuated. And then for the next like four months or so, I genuinely thought about throwing her in the trash can. I mean, I tried the crate training and I am not strong enough for that folks. Nope. Um, the potty training took forever. I was also like single parenting a puppy, which is a nightmare. And, you know, I was teaching at the gym, so I'd have to, I'd come and go, I'd come and go, which was kind of nice because I could come and go, come and go. Um, But still, when I would go, I wouldn't have anyone to help her, to take care of her. So it was just like, it was so hard. I was being pulled in so many directions. And that's exactly how I have been feeling as a mom, as a new mom is just like, what? Like, there and I, I hopefully you aren't like, oh my God, is this just like a negative spiral? Cause sometimes you get on podcasts, you're like, whoa, this is negative. I don't need this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it back. I'm gonna bring it back. So just hang tight. Um, but you know, it's been, I have zero rhythm. I have zero routine. Every single day is different. And there, you, I don't get to chill. There's like no chill time. There's no chill time and I'm already not chill, (laughs) but when I didn't have a kid, at least I got some chill time where I was like, I'm just going to like lay down on the couch and scroll. And I don't really get that because still I'm like, is he, is he awake? Is he, I never did the thing where moms were like, I looked over to see a hundred times if he was breathing. Like if I was asleep, I was going to sleep. I wake up very easily. If he makes like any kind of sound, I, I wake up, but I'm not like, is he breathing? Is he breathing? Um, but there's just constant, like, It's almost like constant fight or flight. Like you're always ready. You're always ready. You're always ready. And it's exhausting. And it's kind of terrible. And I haven't found a perfect rhythm for this. And I've been trying to do it all, right? This is why I took a break from my podcast was because I was like, not okay. Like this, the, the, the ship was sinking (laughs) and there were so many holes. I did not have enough limbs to block the holes of water that were coming in. And I was just like drowning. And so I had to decide, okay, what is one thing I can kind of shelve for a minute while I try and get this figured out a little bit. And what I ended up doing, which has not been an easy process, but I've been trying to get a babysitter a couple days a week, which listen, first of all, if you're like, I would like to make $20 an hour or whatever, 18 to 25. Um, I don't have a lot of experience, but I'm a good person. And like, I can probably keep a kid alive, be a babysitter. <laughs> like You are needed. It is. I mean, I'm like, damn, I, I did. I had no idea until I had a kid, how many people struggled with childcare to this capacity and just having people consistently show up. Like I will get people and then they will cancel two hours before they're supposed to come. They will just stop coming. They will not respond to texts. It's a freaking nightmare. So if you want to make like, again, 18 to 25 bucks under the table, 
be a babysitter because people need it. Um, so I've been, but I've had a couple that have been coming semi-consistently and just two hours, just two hours, once or twice a week changes everything for me. Just those two hours, I can step away. I'm still in the house. I'm still kind of on high alert. I can hear the baby if he starts crying and I'm upstairs or downstairs or whatever. But I know that he's taken care of. I know that I can just kind of turn it off a little bit. I can go take a shower. I can go do a workout. I can come upstairs and record a podcast or take the dog out for a walk. And just that small window of away time completely recharges me. And I'm sharing this with you because I think when we get burnt out, when we get in this just like exhausted, just exhausted, we've been gunning it. We've been pedal to the metal. We've been pushing. We've been grinding it out. It's like, well, this is never going to work. I need to just like uproot everything. I need to completely blow up my life. Nothing's working. I'm uncomfortable. I don't know how to manage these uh, emotions and these feelings. So I'm going to just like abandon my family and go live across the country (laughs) and shave my head and get face tattoos. Like that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be unrecognizable. That's what I need to do. But really what you may actually just need to do is something similar to my situation, which is a couple hours a week of off time, downtime, change of scenery, right? So I'm doing a, a group. It's called Put Your Nuts Out There. It's for small business owners that want to show up more confidently, more ballsy and a bold way online. And um, part of the homework early on was to take two complete days off because this is the same mental gymnastic, mental cycles, mental loops that we go through, kid or not, right? That we go through when when we're scrolling on Instagram is it's just like, oh my gosh, you got to keep up. They're doing better than me. They're more professional than me. I'm, I don't feel authentic. I don't feel good enough. I don't feel polished enough. I don't feel professional enough. They must have a ton of clients. They must be better. Da, 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 da. And it's exhausting. And your brain never gets a break because you're literally being bombarded as you're scrolling by hundreds and thousands of people's tiny blimps, drops, driblets of a win. It's not the whole picture, but you're not getting that. You're just getting these instant little tiny hits of you're not good enough. You're not this. You're not that. You should be doing better. You should be further along. And you don't necessarily, unless you really want to, have to disable your entire social media. You don't have to shut down your business. You don't have to change your entire branding or your entire message or your entire mission. You may just need a couple days off. This is the same thing that happens in exercise. Anytime I notice myself getting psycho about exercise, or I'm like, okay, like if I'm on a roll, this is the same fuckery that happens with weight loss. Like it's all the same. It is all connected. It is all the same. How we do one thing is how we do everything. I stand by this statement. Um, so with exercise, you know, it's like, okay, you think once I get in my groove, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be great. But then for me, what happens is I can 
slip into obsessive land where I'm like, okay, I have to work out. I have to get this in. It has to be stronger. I'm going to lift more. I'm going to. And so there's this, like, there's this balance of, yes, I want to keep growing. I want to keep getting stronger. I want to keep pushing myself. I want to keep getting better, but the shift, the difference is the energy behind it. Are your workouts now being fueled by, I'm not good enough. I'm going to lose all my gains. If I don't show up, I have to keep doing this. You know, it's fear versus fun and excitement. Okay. This is the same thing we think once we hit our quote unquote or hashtag goal body, goal weight, that like everything's going to be done. We're going to be like, okay, I've hit it. Good. Great. Excellent. I'm so glad I've accomplished this. No, you got to maintain that shit. And it's, it's like you think once you hit this number that everything's going to be easy, but that's not the case is especially if you got there in a psychotic way, like by massively restricting or massively um, over-exercising, then it's like, oh shit, I have to keep up these shenanigans. If I want this to stay, I got to keep going. And so it's like, we need to give ourselves these days, moments, hours, weeks, months, whatever it is for you, whatever the thing is, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to change. It may be minutes, it may be weeks, it may be months maybe hours, like in my case, where we just need to step away. You really can have too much of a good thing. I also think this is true in every single relationship, your partner, your bestie, your anyone, aside from your dog. But you can be around someone for too long and too much. And it's not that they now all of a sudden suck and that your friendship is over or your relationship is ending, but it's like, oh my gosh, I just need a little space. I just need to step back, recollect myself, reground myself, regain what I had been losing so I can come back better, so I can come back more fresh, so I can come back recharged, right? So that's the thing that I feel when the babysitter comes is I, when I'm with him like four days in a row, 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. or whatever, there are points where I'm like, I am angry and resentful and not happy and things are not okay. But then I get that window, two hours, folks, maybe three. And I feel so much better. My entire perspective on this kid and my life have changed in two hours, okay? 120 minutes, that's all that it takes for me to be like, actually, I'm doing great. I love having a baby and things are fine. Like you would think I was insane from where I was at, you know, 10 a.m. to where I am at noon when the babysitter leaves. You may need to step away from the thing, from working on your business, from writing your book, from exercise, from your relationship, from your friendship, from whatever project that you're working on to recharge, to remember why you actually like it. There's nothing wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with them. We all have these different limits where we just kind of tap out. You know, it's like when you're, when you're, consuming information, you're like, okay, I, there's, I have no more. Like I'm 
full. I I cannot consume anything else. Like I I've, I've reached the tippy top point. That doesn't mean you're never going to be able to consume or keep or learn new information, but it just means for that day you've hit your threshold. Pay attention to your own threshold because it is going to be different than everyone else's. Some of you may not want or need a babysitter. You may be like, this is my dream. I only want to do this. I love it. Or you may be in that with your partner. I think that, and it's going to change, right? Like, so on the partner um, example, when you're in a new relationship, you're like, I want to literally crawl up inside your butthole and live inside you. I love you so much. I'm obsessed. And then, you know, like two years later, you're like, oh my God, get out of my butthole. Like, Leave me alone. I just, I need to go out. I don't want to see you. I don't care. And why is all of your hair in the sink? Ew. Okay. We just, we need to learn to, to listen and honor these limits that we're hitting instead of, oh, I'm a terrible mom. I'm a terrible partner. I'm a terrible dog mom. I'm a terrible business owner. I'm a terrible coach. I'm a terrible this. No, you probably just need a minute to recharge. So give that to yourself. Think about where you're feeling redlined. Where are you feeling like you are pushing? You're getting angry. You're getting tired. You're getting annoyed. Those are all really good indicators that you need to take a little bit of a step back. It's not going to crumble. You're not going to disappear. You're not going to be forgotten. Nothing like that is going to happen. Your anxiety is just telling you that stuff. It's not true. You're going to come back better. You're going to come back refreshed. Now, a lot of people do this with vacations. I I don't know if I vacation wrong. I also have not been on a vacation in a, a long time. Like an act, like a legitimate vacation. Um, but every time I go on a vacation, I'm like so tired. I don't want to come back. I'm exhausted. I just want, I don't know. I feel like I I always need a week to reset after my vacation, which is what the vacation is supposed to be for, but I never have had that experience. I'm always like, I need a week after my vacation to come back from my vacation. So again, it's totally independent of you. It's it's completely personal. Where do you need to take a step back? Do you need a vacation? Do you need three hours off? Do you need to start blocking off one hour in your workday to chill out, right? I got a question that if you listen to last week's episode about getting sober, a question that I got was, how do you turn your brain off? And I don't redline it all day, every day, unless like I have to in this current state of my life of being a mom where it's like, I just, this is, you got to do what you got to do sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Um, but typically I give, I like, don't, I mean, I work hard, but I don't work so hard that I have to take the edge off at the end of the day with alcohol. I, I, I factor in those breaks because I used to think it was weak. I used to think it was pathetic. I used to think that only lazy people did this. And now I'm like, oh, they're on to something because when I do these things, I feel so much better. So if you've noticed that in your life, you, you, you're probably not falling apart. You're probably not at the, you know, it's, it's probably not nearly as bad as you think it is. You just need to start to put in some of these little windows of time where you just get to be you, where you don't have to fix someone else. You don't have to worry about someone else. And, you know, depending on your situation, this is going to be easier or harder. Make it work. 
get it, get it in there. However, however you got to do it. Okay. All right. Thanks for being here. I'll be back next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you liked what you heard today and you're wondering how we can work together and the different offerings I have, be sure to visit reneesager.com to learn more. And in the meantime, stay ballsy.